This week on Foamcast Radio, Hasbro confirms a long-anticipated blaster re-release. Online leakers reveal a new zombie strike blaster. An online store spills the beans on another Overwatch blaster. We get more details about the rival Hypnos. Plus, all the Battlespace intel you could ask for is coming your way. And I've got the creators of an exciting new competitive league in the War Room to give us all the intel. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Before we get started, I've got a quick sit rep for you. First of all, you might have noticed that this is episode number 24. If we do some quick math, we can figure out that this means that I've been doing this weekly podcast for six months now. I started out having no idea what I was doing and having no real equipment, but it has absolutely taken off and the response has been phenomenal. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank all of my wonderful guests that I've had on the show over the last few months. I also wanted to thank all of my sponsors that have taken a big chance on promoting this podcast. But most of all, I wanted to thank you, all of my listeners, for your support. Here's to another six months and beyond. Next up, I wanted to let you know that I'm going to two different Nerf events this weekend. I'm going to be talking about them more and giving you all the details later in the Battlespace Intel segment. But really quickly, I wanted to mention that on Saturday, I'll be going to the Three Times a Lady event being put on by... By the Spokane Nerf community in Spokane, Washington. And then on Sunday, I'm going to be going over to Airway Heights and attending the Rival League of Washington State gun game event. If you live anywhere in the area and you'd like to hang out, I'd love to see you there and shake your hand. All right, with that, let's get into the Stratcom. First up, Hasbro has officially confirmed the Nerf Modulus Long Strike. Over on Nerf's official YouTube channel, there is now a video all about the Long Strike, revealing a few key details that we didn't know before. One exciting thing about it is that it will come with three magazines. It's also supposed to have increased performance, although we don't know exactly what this means. Hopefully, it means that they have changed it to a direct plunger system. It is going to be an Amazon exclusive, and it's currently slated for what they call a fall 2018 release, so we should be seeing it made available anytime now. Next up, we have another nerf leak. This time, it's a new zombie strike blaster called the Nail Biter. This one is modeled after a nail gun, and it is clip-fed, not made magazine fed, it uses an internal clip. It's unknown if this clip is removable or how exactly it functions. One of the neat things about this blaster is that it has both stock and muzzle attachment points. Other than that, we don't really know the price or the release date, but I will let you know when we get that information. Next up, an online store accidentally leaked some information about another Overwatch blaster. In addition to letting us know that the Diva blaster is going to be priced at $35 US dollars and the Reaper blaster at $50 US dollars, they also let slip that the third blaster in the series is going to be the McCree blaster available for 45 US dollars. It also looks like they're going to be released in January of 2019. As always, I will let you know when I have more information. And speaking of more information, we also found out that the rival Hypnos is going to be available for 40 US dollars. 
Also, the removable stock that I reported previously appears to also be a folding stock, which is pretty cool. So far, the best information we have about the release date is late 2018 or early 2019. I'll let you know if we have any updates. Foamcast Radio is supported by LifeAid. When I get out on the foam battlefield, I ask a lot of my body. Both my muscles and my mind get pushed to their absolute limits. That's why I depend on the nutrients and natural ingredients of LifeAid beverages to boost my performance both on and off the battlefield. Whether it's FocusAid to help me keep a clear head in the midst of the chaos, FitAid to help me recover after a skirmish, or PartyAid to rehydrate after a long day of combat, I know I can count on the all-natural ingredients of LifeAid beverages to keep me going. For a limited time, LifeAid is offering my listeners an exclusive discount of $20 off your first purchase of a 24-pack. Stop filling your body with energy drinks packed with artificial colors, flavors, and sweeteners that will dehydrate you and leave you feeling drained. Try the delicious and healthy LifeAid beverages today. Order a 24-pack of LifeAid right now and get $20 off. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash LifeAid. That's foamcastradio.com slash L-I-F-E-A-I-D. Thanks to LifeAid for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, it's time for a little requisition recon. You remember last episode, the Walmart Adventure Force blasters that I mentioned? Well, they are still available at really good prices, around 8 to $5, but I'm not going to repeat all the information. Just head to the show notes if you want the links. Next up, Dart Zone is giving away blasters. If you go over to the Dart Zone Facebook page, they are doing a 12-week-long giveaway event where they're giving away four blasters every week. Currently, they're on week two, and they're going to be giving away four command fires. I've got the links to those Facebook posts in the show notes as well at foamcastradio.com. I also shared their posts over in the Foamcast Radio fans group on Facebook. If you're not already a member of that group, make sure you join because I do post some really cool stuff over there. Alright, with that, it's time to get into the Battlespace Intel. The YSU Urban Gaming Club is having their Humans vs. Zombies Fall Invitational 2018 in Youngstown, Ohio, October 12th and 13th. Bay Area Ultrastock is having their Nerf Mod Party in San Jose, California on October 12th. The Victoria Foam Blaster Association is having their Season 2 Play Day in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada on October 12th. Frontier LARP is having their Zombie Outbreak 2018 event in Manitoba, Canada, October 12th through the 14th. The Brisbane Area Nerf Group is having their October Superstock War in Aspley, Queensland, Australia on October 13th. Letourneau University HVZ is having their Fall Invitational in Longview, Texas on October 13th. San Diego Nerf Meet is having their October Nerf Battle in San Diego, California on October 13th. Houston Area Nerfers Unite is having their 3v3, 5v5 tournament in Humble, Texas on October 13th. Massachusetts Airsoft Forums are having their Endgame Reclamation event in Buzzards Bay, Massachusetts on October 13th. Naptown Nerf Club is having their War Number 28 in Indianapolis, Indiana on October 13th. 
Villanerfia is having their Nerf Day the 13th event in Newtown, Pennsylvania on October 13th. Wasteland War LARP is having their October 2018 event in Dale, Texas on October 13th. The Spokane Nerf community is having their Three Times a Lady event in Spokane, Washington on October 13th. Oshkosh Families Nerf Club is having their Foam Wars 6 The Last Mega event in Oshkosh, Wisconsin on October 13th. Thermopolis Nerf is having their Nerf War number 18 in Thermopolis, Wyoming on October 13th. Ragnaroktoberfest 2018 is happening in San Jose, California, October 13th and 14th. Columbus, Ohio Nerf Club is having their Juggernauttoberfest event in Hilliard, Ohio on October 13th. Games of Foam is having their Nerf Wars at Battlezone event in Ashford, England, UK on October 13th. The Toowoomba Tween and Teen ASD Nerfers are having their Nerf Battle event in Newtown, Queensland, Australia on October 14th. The Gold Coast Nerf Group are having their Super Stocktober event in Broadbeach Waters, Queensland, Australia on October 14th. The Michiana League of Nerfers is having their Nerf War number 12 in South Bend, Indiana on October 14th. West Nerf is having their official event in South Perth, Western Australia on October 14th. Rival League is having their 2018 championship season finals in Hewitt, Texas on October 14th. And Nerf Rival League Washington State is having their gun game 1v1 in Airway Heights, Washington on October 14th. Rochester Parkour is having their youth rival Nerf battle in Rochester, New York on October 14th. Gators Humans vs. Zombies is having their fall 2018 game in Gainesville, Florida, October 15th through the 20th. Ithaca College Nerf is having their Ion Rush game in Ithaca, New York on October 16th. Humans vs. Zombies Athens is having their fall game 2018 in Athens, Ohio, October 16th through the 23rd. Mansfield University Nerf Club is having their fall 2018 Humans vs. Zombies event in Mansfield, Pennsylvania, October 17th through the 26th. And Lil Warriors Indoor Playground is having their Nerf Night in Stony Creek, Ontario, Canada on October 17th. For more information about any of these events or to get your event mentioned on the show, head over to foamcastradio.com slash intel. Foamcast Radio is supported by NordVPN. While using the internet, we all generate mountains of trackable personal data that's used by corporations, governments, and online predators to learn all sorts of things about us and invade our privacy. I use NordVPN every day on my computer and smartphone to protect my data and maintain my privacy online. You don't have to be a bad guy to value your privacy. And with NordVPN, you don't have to be wealthy either. For a limited time, NordVPN is offering my listeners an incredible 77% off the regular price when you sign up today. Stop gambling with your online privacy. Sign up for NordVPN right now and get 77% off the regular price. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com NordVPN. That's foamcastradio.com NordVPN. Thanks to NordVPN for supporting Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, before we head into the war room, a quick warning. I just wanted to let you know that because of the Skype call and the poor internet connection, some of the audio in this week's interview is not the best. I did my best cleaning it up, but please bear with me through the interview because I think you really will enjoy it. 
All right, everybody, this week I am super excited to have the creators of the Atomic Dart League and the league managers. I've got Jesse Kavarovics, Jackie Kavarovics, and Stephen Cook, also known as both halves of Project FDL and TK1138, respectively. Guys, how are you all doing today? Great. Doing awesome. That's a great night for podcast. All right. Well, it's great to be here with all of you. Now, um, I definitely want to talk to you guys about Atomic Dart League, some awesome stuff going on over there. I've seen some of your war footage, and it's really cool, really awesome competition going on. Before we get into that, though, um, I really want to find out a little bit more about each of you, about your backstory. And uh, Jesse, you've already been on the podcast, and so people who want to hear about how you got started with Project FDL and getting into Nerf Blasters, um, they can can definitely go back and listen to that. I don't want to. I don't want to reinvent the wheel or cover some stuff we've already covered. So people I who haven't heard that, I definitely encourage them to go listen to that episode. But uh, let's go ahead and just start with you, Jackie. So uh, obviously, you know, you're coming along in this community. A, a big part of that has to do with Project FDL. But can you fill us in on sort of how this all got started for you, how you got into the hobby, and where you are now? Yeah, um, I actually got into the hobby by default. Uh, I. I wasn't a huge nerfer before, um, but as Project FDL grew, um, I found more and more places that my specific skill set fit in. And then as we decided to make Project FDL our thing and our livelihood, uh, it, it just made sense because I come from retail and visual kind of background. So I, I'm very attention to detail focused and that helps Project FDL as well as ADL because I like to make my list and get things marked off. Uh, but now I'm, I, I would say I'm a pretty big part of Project FDL mm-hmm. with customer service and speaking to all our clients throughout the whole process because we do tend to talk a lot to our customers throughout the build process just because it is such a custom product. Um, and then as ADL's grown to talking with all the members and scheduling games and such. So it's it's been a really cool graduation process over the last like year and a half or so. And that's really exciting. And and definitely at some point, I'm going to have to have you back on the podcast to talk about your involvement over at Project FDL specifically. But I think that could probably take up a whole episode on its own. Um, so we'll definitely have to come back to that. Uh, Steven, you, meanwhile, um, you kind of have your own story about how you got into this hobby. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became TK1138? Uh, I mean, I, I did a HVZ back in college. I ran my college HVZ in Valdosta State University in South Georgia for about five years. Uh, when I graduated, I kind of stepped out of the hobby because getting a job, having a kid, doing all that. And then about two years later, I found the SCNC on Facebook and then came out to a war and had a great time uh, dressed as a, you know, like in SWAT gear, all this sort of stuff. Always been a try hard. So it's, it kind of fell in that the next two years, I kept getting more and more competitive I eventually stepped in to be one of the admins of the Southeast Nerf Club. And then as as this 5v5 competitive format thing started to take off, like I grabbed my two best friends, or rather they grabbed me in, and we were like, we're going to make this happen. And now here I am. I, got a, I have a YouTube channel sitting at about 2K subscribers. I've been nursing along for about two years. It's been fun. And like to, to get into this with competitive foam is is a future I see of wanting to keep my activity in this hobby. Well, that's definitely really awesome. I've talked to quite a few people who started out with HVZ, and it's just kind of grown from there. That's really cool. Now, we have mentioned the Atomic Dart League a few times already, but I'm sure that a lot of my listeners probably don't know what that is and don't really know uh, you know, what all that involves. So can you give us a quick breakdown? What exactly is the ADL? 
Well, the ADL is the brainchild of Jesse, Jackie, and I. Uh, we are all members of the Southeast Nerf Club, and one of our founding members of the Southeast Nerf Club, the, the Flying Chicken, brought to um, one of our 14-plus games a 5v5 format. Now, this was based a lot off the Singapore quick flag that a lot of people may or may not be familiar with, which is just teams of five. It's a capture-the-flag-style game, short times, um, limited ammo, that sort of thing. And it really lit Jesse and I and a whole bunch of other veteran players of the Southeast Nerf Club on fire. So shortly after that, Jesse and Jackie, along with, uh, with Drac, flew over to Scotland for Foam Dark Thunder Terminal Infection, which was that zombie event held in a mall. I mean, that's crazy. Um, and that's hosted by, by Neil, who is, uh, is Foam Dark Thunder. But he was also working on another project, which so happened to also be a 5v5 um, format as well. So Jesse got to play that while he was there, and he came back on fire. So we said, we've got to make our own 5v5 thing. So the Atomic Dart League is a, is a result of that, and it's a competitive league format foam sports. Well, I guess I said league twice, but yeah, there it is. So it's like a 13-plus thing. We're a fully insured organization. Well, fully insured amateur sporting league that plays on a an indoor soccer field and it's we've created our own 5v5 format called ion rush which um we are now halfway through our first ranked season and we even got to demo at this past foam con so it's just a, a continuously growing group of um hobbyists and athletic minded people who want to see nerf maybe come a little bit out of the parks and more into a competitive format. Well, that definitely sounds really exciting. Now, I know that the Atomic Dart League is officially like a Blaster Tag Association League. Can you explain that relationship a little bit? Like, what exactly is the Blaster Tag Association? So, the the BTA is the Blaster Tag Association, and it is an association of like-minded enthusiasts who are also trying to move competitive foam sports into more of the mainstream hobby which has kind of been a thing that's been generating more so lately, like really picking up steam. So the BTA actually in name has existed a little bit longer, and that was in the Bay Area, and that was from Jangular, who a lot of people are familiar with his uh, foray into competitive foam sports. And so he's kind of spearheading it. He started the BTA and has linked a lot of cool groups up, not only within the United States, but worldwide. So we see members like the the Quick Flag organization from Singapore. Uh, there's some Australian groups. There's a Quick Flag group starting up in New Zealand, Foam Dart Thunder in Scotland, a couple other UK groups, I believe, are in there. And then, of course, several groups in the US. So it's, a, it's, like I said, a group of different enthusiasts and groups who are trying to move the hobby forward. So it's a great place to get like resource. Like if you're starting up your own league or you want to learn more about foam sports, that's available. There's a Discord and there's even the, uh, the website. So you can see standings and rankings from leagues around the world, read rule sets, get images, find out all cool, sorts of cool stuff. And it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to be part of not only our local community with nerfers we play with on a regular basis, but also to be able to play with and at times against people we've only known through the hobby online. Well, that's definitely exciting. It sounds like there's a great foundation there for your guys's league so that you could sort of put all this together. And switching over a minute to you, Jesse, uh, I understand you're the one who sort of had this original idea to start the ADL. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could call it that. It, it's not so much the idea. It's So the way this played out, and Stephen touched on this a little earlier, is we did 
quick flag at the SCNC one war. And like you said, this was, uh, we have the flying Nerf chicken in the SCNC. It was a long time NIC Nerfer. Um, and he had the idea to, you know, do a 5v5 thing at the SCNC one day. And we did that. And like Steven said, it lit all of our fires. Like this was totally different than we had all done before. I know like I've played paintball in the past and it's a, it's kind of like that, but this is very much not the usual nerf thing. And so like the, the second we did that, I knew that like that was what I wanted to do a lot of. And that's the kind of nerf that I wanted to play. Um, so, you know, after doing that, my, my fire was really lit. And then, you know, we went over to Scotland. We played speedball in Scotland, which was also 5v5. And Neil of Foam Dart Thunder was, um, you know, starting speedball. And that was like his speedball trial game. And he, he was trying to figure out rules. And like, we had just done this in the US. And it was this really cool, like everybody was in the right place at the right time sort of thing. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily call it that it was my idea, but like I kept everybody's fires lit. And I remember like talking to Steven and chat and being like, this is what we're doing next. Like you just wait, this is going to be the cool thing. And eventually um, Jangular announced that he was starting the BTA. And it was like at that very moment that, you know, we were done waiting, doing anything, anything with this. So like the second he started the BTA, we said, let's do this. We're going to do Atomic. And we both like started this thing at the same time. And um, it's been it's been really great since then. But we also realized we needed Jackie on board because the two of us together are dreamers and Jackie is a doer. Yeah, <laughs> I dream, too. It's just I'm better with things. <laughs> She keeps us all organized and she makes sure that all, you know, everything's done and all our, our eyes are dotted and T's are crossed and whatnot. Well, and so, and so speaking of, of you, Jackie, um, as far as your involvement, uh, and, and really everybody, what, what is your job as a league manager? Like, what does that entail and what sort of work did you all have to do to get all this off the ground? Well, as far as my role is concerned, I, I kind of feel like I'm a den mom <laughs> in <laughs> some regards. I, I do all the scheduling and, and nothing that I say that I am doing exclusively is me exclusively because the three of us really really do have a good flow between mm -hmm. us, you know, because sometimes I don't have time to post something. So Stephen does or Stephen needs me to post something. So we're very fluid in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, but to get it going, uh, the, the first thing was, is that, you know, Stephen and Jesse and I back, you know, we started talking about it in November of last year. And then around the time of Toy Fair, it just became really important to us. It just became something that we really wanted to see how we could do it in the best way possible and hopefully lead by example and help other groups in different areas start their own leagues. Um, so the first thing for us was getting insurance. We needed to see as far as it's in order to go to different venues, you know, for us to play in public parks or in gymnasiums because we wanted to, you know, go with the 5v5. And in order to do that, it, it fit really well on a basketball court. Speedball does. Yeah, speedball, sorry. Um, so with that, we had to go to different venues. We did a lot of walkthroughs and a lot of different, you know, tours and found that we had to have insurance anywhere that we were going. So Stephen and I, Stephen found the insurer and then, you know, talked through all the policies and everything else. And we were able to get that taken care of. And then as time progressed, now it's once we've locked in our venues, making sure the venues are scheduled, communicating with the team, um, just making sure that everyone is on the same page. We have started this not for money or fame, but for fun. 
And we really wanted this to be something that anyone can come play. You don't have to be a league member, but at the same time, when you are a member, you're part of the family. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, you know, we've had the fundraiser in order to get like all of our, you know, barricades and everything else. And it, we, we've done a lot of, in my opinion, innovative stuff in order to make this happen in such a short time. Uh, another thing that I do, I like getting merch together. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I, she's the best merch finder in the world. It's, it, it, I just, I like giving people stuff. So when we can get cool stuff, I mean, hey, you have your merch that you sent to Jesse, so I, I know you understand. Uh, but, you know, that, that's been super fun. And it's been something that we've committed to our league and to our members that, you know, we, we want to give them the best experience possible and keep growing. And I feel that sometimes little happies like, you know, a water bottle or a sticker or a patch are a great way to recognize the efforts that everyone's done to get us this point. Cause it hasn't been just me or Steven or Jesse. It's all of our members as well. Well, that's really awesome to hear about how all of this got started, how each of you got into it, all of these different things and, and how the different organizations work together and everything. I definitely have more questions about uh, basically what followed that and where the ADL is today. But before we get to that, we have a quick word from one of our sponsors and then we'll be right back. Foamcast Radio is supported by Flux Sunglasses. Whenever you're flinging foam, you need to be wearing eye protection. But shop glasses don't protect you from glare or UV rays, and most sunglasses are either too expensive for the battlefield or too cheap to hold up to punishment. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about Flux Sunglasses. These stylish sunglasses are durable enough to protect you from flying foam, polarized to cut glare, UV protected, and ridiculously affordable. For a limited time, my listeners can visit foamcastradio.com slash flux and use the coupon code foamcast at checkout to save 15% off their already low prices. Protecting your eyes on the battlefield is important. Don't wait another day to protect yourself with the only brand of eyewear I trust when I'm out on the field. Visit foamcastradio.com slash flux right now and don't forget to use the coupon code FOAMCAST to save 15% off your entire order. Thanks to Flux Sunglasses for being the official eyewear of Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, we are back with the creators of the Atomic Dart League. Now, Stephen, I want to switch over to you really quick and um, ask you some questions. So, uh, you know, we've covered the creation of the Atomic Dart League and how it all got started and everything. Uh, What has been the response from the community uh, overall, the nerfing community, to this new league? The two communities that we've been most targeting are, you know, the the nerf in general, because, yeah, we were like, we want to push competitive foam sports in the hobby, but we also really wanted to focus on our own our own patch of land first. We wanted to make this happen. And so we made some calculated risks. Uh, We took we made some some big leaps here. Um, One thing Jesse and Jackie didn't jump on is that they really were some of the biggest reasons that Atomic even got off the ground. Because when we started looking at not only insurance, but we needed barricades, uh, we needed blasters and ammo, and we didn't have all the funds together. And before we asked the people that we love and the people that are close to us to help us get this dream off the ground, we needed to have something to show for it. So Jesse and Jackie of Project FDL donated an FDL that they are known for to help start this like fundraiser raffle five dollar tickets and that that got us going and that also really generated a lot of hype 
for in the community because people are like wait a five dollar ticket for a fully over the top fdl i mean by the end of it it was an fdl 2x with the 2v accessory kit that um has like the, the barrel shroud and the, the stock hydro dipping custom panels the works that that they're known for and that that generated a lot of hype and so people are like oh my god what what's the atomic dart league that it's giving away an fdl so that that kind of gave us a springboard and it's been really well received like especially locally our, our members are on fire about it and when we say members it's not just people who show up to games because we do have like yearly members who signed up and paid a yearly membership in advance and so they kind of like got on board with us even before we had all this together so we are currently have halfway through yeah halfway through our first ranked season we have 34 ranked members right now uh ranked players sorry we have 30 people who've signed up for a one-year membership and i see this going strong like we we're still getting new members every game even though we're halfway through the first season so it's been pretty exciting and it's been really cool to see how uh how everyone's been receiving it both locally and and at large i think the hobby has been ready for some some competitive format stuff and they've been getting that through the BTA, through Jangular, through Foam Dart Thunder in Australia, and especially Quick Flag. Those guys are really competitive. But to see all of these leagues coming together and kind of doing one push forward as a hobby, I think has been really exciting for, for both us as players as well as people who are just viewing online. Now, obviously, this whole thing is brand new. This is a, a new organization, and you guys are learning things and implementing changes on the fly and stuff, I'm sure, just to kind of keep things going and, and get past different obstacles. Are there any specific things you can tell us about how the league has actually grown or evolved from sort of your original direction that you were headed as far as, you know, adapting to to different challenges? Actually, one of the coolest things that we did happened by accident. So to, to help generate hype, we did what we called Game Zero. And that was a test game. We rented out the field. We paid for it out of the, the funds we'd raised through the raffle. And we just invited everybody. They don't need to pay. Just come play this game with us. Um, this game being Ion Rush, which is the game Jesse, Jackie, and I designed. We had some great support from Drac as well for game design to help get this off. We we had a lot of input from the BTA members about what they were kind of looking at, and we came up with a really, really cool game. But that first game, Zero, there were no teams. And to this day, we are a league without teams, which seems completely crazy. But every single player who has played Ion Rush in Season 1 is ranked individually. So at Game Zero, since we didn't have teams, everyone just kind of formed pickup groups. And we had probably the most fun two hours of my Nerf life, I guess is the best way to put it. It was just great. You, you played your games, you got off the field, you reload, you jumped back on. And everyone liked that so much. We were like, how can we keep this going? And Jesse and I were sitting around on the couch and we were trying to think of this. And it kind of came to us in little and now we are three games in our fourth game is this weekend and we still don't have teams everyone just jumps in we form pickup groups they play their games they break apart form up new teams some players play as many matches as they can other players play a few matches and that that tactic has actually made us get this off the ground way faster so earlier i mentioned we have 34 ranked players now in a typical 5v5 that's one player short of seven teams. Now, if you went through a traditional standpoint, that's, you know, seven teams playing against each other. 
which isn't a huge amount of variety. I mean, it's, it's still pretty good, but our average game attendance is between 20 and 30 players. Now, instead of just the same few teams going at each other all the time, we have constantly evolving and changing teams and games, and that's kept it fresh, but that's also allowed us to jump into competition a lot quicker than we would have been able to if we'd gone with a standard team format. Well, that's actually really interesting. I never even thought of that before as far as, you know, a way of organizing the players and everything. And honestly, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought that that's how you guys would do it, but it sounds like it definitely is working out well for you. Now, uh, Jesse, I wanted to talk to you a little bit too, because, you know, obviously you started Project FDL and, um, you know, Steven was just mentioning it a little bit as far as having the FDL raffle. Um, Are there any other ways in which you have found ways to tie Project FDL and the ADL together or even the BTA? Um... Well, I mean, we sponsored the raffle. I mean, like that's that's yeah. one of the things that we can contribute. And- yeah. So it's it's so Project FDL is like the ADL is kind of like its brainchild a little bit. It is, and it, and I'm gonna mix up whether I'm talking about like, am I Project FDL right now or am I just Jesse? Right. Like uh, for me, like I want to contribute to the community in some way that is not just building blasters for them. Um, and ADL is kind of like my opportunity to, to do that a little bit. Um, for Project FTL, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say that ADL was a really good place to own an FTL. Because <laughs> it is. Like, it, it's really good for that. It's really good for, like, high-end flywheelers as well as it is for, like, high-end springers, too. So, you know, from a Project FTL standpoint, like, ADL is kind of just... It's home. It's the place where you can you can bring your FDL and, you know, there's no eight year old kids that get hit by it and cry about it or whatever. Like it's kind of like the big boys arena. And it's really cool, really cool for that. But we do have kids, too. Like my son is 13 and he plays, too. And he's our son. Our son. <laughs> Sorry, there's two of us. <laughs> he plays, too. And he is probably one of the better players in the and one of the scarier. Yeah, like whenever he takes the field, I either try to be on his team or know where he is at any given time. So, you know, and that that is universal to nerf, like just the SCNC or or Endwar, wherever we are. Like one of the reasons that I really like nerf is because I can play and because my son can play and because Jackie can play. And sometimes even our daughter Zoe can play, too. Um, You know, so again, like this is sort of my my contribution to the community outside of just blasters and like it is what i really enjoy doing um you know as a nerfer and and that's not to say i don't enjoy like regular wars and 315 and things like that but like the second that we played this i knew that this is this is what i wanted to do and i knew that people were going to enjoy it and like i just watched people's faces as they came off the field like that first time we played 5v5 and every single adl game like steven and i only play half of the games because we ref a lot or ref or keep score, or, you know, call out the matches and stuff. And I will take the time doing that to watch everybody's face and watch everybody's expression as they're playing. And every single person has a smile on their face. And like, I'm going to get a little weepy that that does bring a little bit of a tear to my face. Cause like, that's exactly what we were trying to go for. And like, I, I don't know, it just worked out really well. I hope that answers the question. I'm not sure it did, but hey, we'll go from there. <laughs> Well, it definitely sounds like a blast, literally. Uh, you know, I, I've I've been in regular nerf battles and nerf wars and stuff like that, but watching your guys's 
game footage, it looks like a completely different thing. It really looks like you're watching a sporting event rather than just the normal battlefield chaos that happens at a regular Nerf War. So I can definitely understand that appeal, and and it looks like something that would be really, really fun to be involved in. Now, I'm sure that people are going to want to get involved as far as competing. They're also going to be interested in spectating. So, Jackie, are there ways for people to do that, for them to uh, either get involved as a competitor or as a spectator? Yeah, I mean, our events um, are on our ADL Facebook page, um, and that's pretty much the only place that we have them. It's a but group. It's a group. Sorry, it's a group, yeah. not a page. Um, yeah, I don't know that much about social media, obviously. <laughs> Um, She's lying. I know, I know. Um, but we have people that come to our monthly matches that don't play, myself included. Um, I don't play that much. Little admission there. Uh, but she makes sure that all the rest of us can play, though. Yeah, because I'm she usually doing the, the live stream and checking in with the venue and making sure everyone's waivers are signed and you know everyone spectator wise has iPro and you know little things. Uh, but. If anyone's interested in joining, you're more than welcome, obviously, to join our group on Facebook. Um, also, we do have a very small Instagram right now. Uh, we're working on that just as we get more pictures from events. Um, and, you know, like, people are welcome to come. Any Anytime someone comes to ADL for the first time, their first match is going to be just $10. Um, usually, someone that's not a member will pay a little bit higher of a playing fee just because we have to cover our costs for the venue. Um, but anyone's more than welcome to play whenever they want. I mean, people... Hopefully we'll get Thomas from Containment Crew to come out. He's one of our founding members. And, you know, we really, really, really can't wait to play with him. Um, but he's obviously in New York, so that's a little bit further. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, we welcome anybody. I mean, that's the thing is, is we're all about people that are just wanting to have fun. There's no requirements. There's no blaster requirements or gear requirements. I mean, outside of our super soft jerseys that people just keep buying. Because um, <laughs> Jesse loves him, if, if you ask him. how much They feel like heaven. They feel like <laughs> it's just so soft. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you can always reach out to us if anyone has questions. Um, we're always there. I Anyone who's worked with Project FDL knows that I tend to be pretty quick in responsiveness um, when you have a question. So same thing goes for ADL. Uh, but other than that, you know, I mean, just, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still getting off the ground with that. But, you know, we're just looking forward to what next season will be like, too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for talking to me today. Before I let you go, I have one final question for each of you. And my listeners know this. I ask all my guests the same question. But for you guys, I'm altering it just a little bit because I know that if I asked each of you what was your favorite blaster, you'd all probably tell me that it's one of the FDL blasters. So we're going to go ahead and remove those from your options. And I want to hear from each of you, what is your favorite blaster that's not not an FDL. Uh, mine would have to be the Barricade, which was my 2008 to 2010 HVZ primary. Uh, I really like Rapid Reds, mainly because I really like the process in which you can make it look prettier, but I also just like the design of it. Uh, <laughs> You're looking at the wall right now. I had a lot of trouble with this last time, too. And you know what? Last time I said that it wasn't the hammer shot, but I'm going to go with the hammer shot. And partially because Steven just said barricade. So, uh, no, Hammershot is an all-around, like, super utility blaster. So, like, it's always at your side if you need it. If your big and powerful FDL goes down, you got your Hammershot at your side. So that's always cool. Awesome. All great classic blasters. I love those answers. Thank you so much for talking to me today, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. 
All right, everybody, before I sign off, I want to give a big thank you to my sponsors this week, Flux Sunglasses, NordVPN, and LifeAid Beverages. I also want to thank Jesse and Jackie Kavarovics and Stephen Cook for being my guests this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com, where you can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstadt, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstad of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EngelsRy, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself.